0: Hello, folks, and welcome to my greatest Royal Rumble predictions show. I just want to kick things off, though, by saying a massive, massive thank you to everyone who's subscribed to the channel on YouTube so far, subscribed to the podcast over on iTunes, just downloaded and listened or watched in whatever way you have. The support for the first few days of the relaunch of Lujo Wrestling has been really, really cool. If you want to do me a massive, massive favor and help me out even more, there's two ways you can do that. Firstly, liking the video over on YouTube and watching the podcast live when I do them over on YouTube would be awesome. But secondly, and possibly even an, an even better thing you could do is head over to iTunes. The iTunes link is down in the description and leave a five star rating plus a review of the show over there. And that will help me get the podcast version of these into new and noteworthy over on iTunes, which is where people find you on iTunes. And that would be really, really cool. As ever, this podcast is being broadcast live on YouTube. So we can do some interaction and predictions for greatest Royal Rumble from you guys who are watching live towards the end of the show. But I guess I need to get into actually doing my predictions. Um, Full disclosure, I don't actually know when I'm going to get to watch this show because I'm recording this four and a half hours before it starts, three and a half hours before the pre-show starts. And I'm leaving the house in about three hours time. And I'm not going to be back until like 11 o'clock tonight. So I'm not going to get to watch it live as it's happening. And then tomorrow I'm out all day. So I might be ridiculously when we finally get a WWE pay-per-view of sorts at a reasonable hour for me. I might actually still be watching it in the middle of the night so that I I can do a review of the show tomorrow morning. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But let's have a run through my predictions. I actually think this is a more difficult card to predict than WrestleMania was. I'm a little I'm not I'm not sure what's going to happen in very many and many of these matches because I'm not sure how seriously WWE are taking the event. I don't know if it's somewhere where they're going to go and throw loads of title changes and loads of swerves and advanced storylines. They've not really done much in the way of advancing storylines for the show on Raw and SmackDown. But then they have booked a massively stacked card. So it could just be that they're stacking out a house show, but really, none of it's really going to matter. Or it could be that, yeah, as as Jimmeth in the chat has just said, it could be that it's WrestleMania 2.0 and this ends up Turning WrestleMania into the pre-show for the Greatest Royal Rumble, which would be mad. So, I've gone onto the WWE website. I have the full list of matches on here. And we're just going to go through the card in order and throw some predictions out there. So, we've got the Cruiserweight Championship match, Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto. I don't see why you have Cedric Alexander lose at this stage. He was supposed to win the title, presumably, back in January before Enzo got fired. And then had to wait an awfully long time to finally win it at WrestleMania. For him to only hold the title for two weeks is a little bit weird. I also think it's a little bit weird that we keep having babyface versus babyface cruiserweight matches. We had Cedric Alexander going to some staff rally at WrestleMania. Which, I mean, the match was fine. But it was babyface versus babyface. It's hard to get some heat going there. And same with this one. Kalisto versus Cedric Alexander. Where's the heat? They're both babyfaces. And... I don't know. I think when Cedric Alexander finally does lose the title, I think he has to lose it to a heel. Someone like a Drew Gul- Gulak or Tony Nice or, I don't know, bring someone over from... I hate to say bring someone over from NXT because no one deserves a 205 live fate. Bring Neville back. Why not? Um, that coffee tastes horrible. What have you done to my coffee? So next we have the Intercontinental Championship ladder match. I didn't realise this was a ladder match. I've obviously not been paying attention. Um, I can see Ben in the chats but it was supposed to be Cedric versus Buddy Murphy but Murphy failed the weight check yeah but he failed the weight check 10 days ago that's got to be a storyline of some kind and I, I don't see any reason why A they're actually weighing in in 205 Live it's not real you don't need to weigh in if he looks like he's there or thereabouts you let him wrestle and B why do you weigh in 10 days in advance it's mad so yeah I'm, I don't buy that it was supposed to be Buddy Murphy thing and he legit couldn't make weight because it's WWE. That's not how it works. That's a story, and I don't know what the story is yet. It's very odd. um So, the Intercontinental Championship match Seth Rollins versus the Miz versus Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. If you've been listening to the rest of these podcasts throughout the week, you'll know my theory on what's going to happen here, and I'm sticking with my theory. I think the Miz wins. Gets his intercontinental title back so that he can break the title, so that he can break the record, and I think he uses it to escape Daniel Bryan and head back to Raw. Be- and he's- we're getting some mixed messages about how this is going to work because on SmackDown, um, the bar said that they were going to win the titles and head back to Raw, which obviously it's the Raw tag team titles. I guess they kind of have to. Jinder Mahal on Raw said that he was going to win the US title and take it back to SmackDown, so. He thinks that's how it works. But then the commentators said that it would bring the US title to Raw rather than the other way around. And Michael Cole's there going, I don't know. I don't know which way around it works. So I don't know. I think storyline, the most sensible thing to do is to string out the Daniel Bryan Miz storyline. Make it so that Brian still can't get his hands on the Miz. It then makes sense why they're putting Daniel Bryan into a program with big casts. You could even make it so that when the add extra add extra stakes to the Intercontinental Title run, and make it so that Will Miz is a SmackDown guy. But the Intercontinental title is a Raw title. He can stay on Raw until he loses the title. And then when he loses the title, he has to go back to SmackDown. And Daniel Bryan can finally get his hands on him. And then you can make that a whole thing. I really like it. Um, Yeah, Ben, I know Kurt Angle said Jinder can't leave Raw if he wins. But then that's Kurt Angle. What does he know? Just, I don't know. I I suspect that's what I'd do if I was booking it. But either way, I think the Miz wins because they want the Miz to break the record. So even if he doesn't end up going back to Raw with it, the Miz 100% wins this. The Miz without the Intercontinental title just doesn't seem right to me. It's his title. He wins it and... Hopefully takes it to Raw because I think the story will be cool. But regardless, he's winning even if it means going to uh, staying on SmackDown with it. Which of course means, regardless of whether the Miz moves to Raw or gets stays on SmackDown, in the United States Championship match, Jinder Mahal has to win because. If their champions are swapping brands, then obviously they both have to swap. If the titles are swapping brands, they obviously both have both have to swap. So Jinder Mahal's beating Jeff Hardy for the US title. I don't really understand why Jeff Hardy won it, only to lose it a few weeks later. But presumably that's what's going to happen. Unless, unless The Miz does leave Raw, takes the Intercontinental title with him to SmackDown, Jeff Hardy retains and keeps the US title on SmackDown. So there's that as an option as well. And then Jinder can really, really complain. But I see The Miz winning the Intercontinental title and Jinder winning the US title. Just seems to make sense to me. We've then got the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. Um, Without Naomi's bum to defend them, like they had on SmackDown this week, I don't see how you look past the Bludgeon Brothers here. It's a Bludgeon Brothers win written all over it. Um, Presumably because they're getting ready for a, are Raw for a pain on SmackDown or were they on Raw? I can't even remember where they turned up. Now I think about it, I feel like they might be on RAW. Someone will let me know down in the chat, presumably. But I I would I would expect you're setting the Blood Brothers up for a big feud with someone like that. Um, you're not gonna have the Usos beat them, or what was the point of the Bludgeon Brothers? You built them up for six months, only to lose to them little old Usos. Ah, there you go, sanity are on SmackDown, are they? Well, there you go then, Ben. I knew there'd be somebody. Sanity versus Bludgeon Brothers makes perfect sense. So the Bludgeon Brothers have to win. I knew there was someone on SmackDown. So Orphans of Pain went to to Raw, did they? I can't keep track of who's on what brand. It's so blooming confusing. Um. Broken Matt oh sorry Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus Cesaro and Sheamus has to be Wyatt and Hardy or else again what was the point in the superstar shakeup because this is the one where we do know if Sheamus and Cesaro um, if Sheamus and Cesaro win they're definitely going back to Raw because they're the Raw tag team titles you can't swap these two titles over so it's got to be Hardy and Wyatt simple I mean that was just easy and how many title changes am I now? I did this with my WrestleMania predictions. So I've changed... I oh, know, we've retained the Cruiserweight title, but we've changed the Intercontinental title, the US title, the Raw tag titles. We're retaining the SmackDown tag titles. That's good. We don't want to have too many title changes. The world's not that mad. But yeah, Hardy and Wyatt win every day of the week. I just don't... See- That's the one certainty on the entire card, I think, that Hardy and Wyatt win that. And So unless they try and throw us a big old curveball, then... I mean, Ben's just said in the chat, actually, or the bar could hold it until Backlash, which is dual-branded. I guess they could, but what do you do with Hyatt, Hyatt With Wyatt and Hardy if they don't win this? We're not going to start them to feuding again now, surely. We need them to have a long run as a tag team before they restart their feud. Um, yeah, Kanga. Kanga's in the chat. Kanga, the, the bar have gone over to SmackDown, but they're facing... Hardy and Wyatt for the Raw tag titles aren't they? So if they win the Raw titles then they go back to Raw or potentially take the Raw titles to Smackdown. It's all a bit of a mess and interestingly the way they've got the card set up on the WWE website, the WWE title match is a, only has fifth billing on this card behind Cena, Triple H Undertaker, Rusev, the Universal title match and the Rumble itself so The WWE title match, we've got um, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This is a lot harder to predict now than it was at WrestleMania. I think AJ should retain. That being said, if their plan is to ever put the title on Shinsuke, now feels like the time. So if they see him as the top heel on SmackDown for the next six months, the next year or so, then you've got to put the title on him now. So that you can then have AJ and Daniel Bryan chasing, eventually Daniel Bryan, but AJ chasing, because the only other heel you've got over there is Samoa Joe. And at least in the short term, Samoa Joe is tied up with Roman Reigns. So I guess I'm talking myself into a Nakamura win. But then I also, you can't change both of your top titles, both of your mid card titles, one of your. Ta- you can't change all these titles. So does that mean Brock Lesnar retains? Le- right. going for it shinsuke wins the wwe title because i don't know what's next for either him or aj styles if he doesn't i think in order to keep this feud going at least through backlash nakamura has to win now and if if nakamura loses who on earth is aj styles facing at backlash exactly um I've got, Kanga's got AJ retaining after Nakamura gets caught throwing a nut shot by the ref. Uh, ben says that as well. Shin wins with a low blow behind. The, oh, he says behind the wins back, ref's back and wins the title. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to win dirty. They've put this low blow thing so front and centre, literally. Uh, he's absolutely winning with a low blow. I guess it just depends on whether or not he, he wins the title as part of it. But no, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm saying Nakamura win. And I'm going to tie that into a Brock Lesnar win as well, which I feel... I mean, this one, very the Universal title match, I know we're going a little bit out of order now, but the Universal title match very much comes down to how much longer is Brock Lesnar's contract? Did he just sign on for one more match so that he could lose the title in Saudi Arabia? Or is he around until a SummerSlam, in which case he doesn't need to lose it now? They'll have him break CM Punk's record. So... I'm gonna I've I've tossed a coin in my head through basically having the WWE title change hands in the other main event match. So I'm saying Brock Lesnar retains Roman Reigns. This is him done for a little while now. I wouldn't be surprised if he loses here and loses against Samoa Joe and then snaps and fine finally we get a Roman Reigns heels. It's not gonna happen. It would be nice if we did though. I don't know what's next for Roman Reigns if he doesn't win. But equally I think He's had... He actually finally had a little bit of momentum going into WrestleMania. And I'd actually got to the point where I didn't mind seeing him win at WrestleMania. And then they didn't do it. And now I think if they do it now, I'm a little bit... No. Don't like it. So, Brock Lesnar retains. Um, John Cena versus Triple H. <laughs> I mean, can they have a draw? Presumably john cena gets a win here because when was the last time he won there's absolutely no benefit for triple h other than bragging rights which he doesn't need in triple h coming out of here with a win whereas if john cena is actually hanging around which i don't know that he is i think he's off now until summerslam maybe so i guess he doesn't need a win either neither of these two are going to wrestle again until summerslam at the earliest i imagine but John Cena needs a win far, far more than Triple H. And presumably the whole point of setting up this match, in addition to getting two big stars on the Saudi Arabia card, is to have John Cena finally pick up a win against someone worth beating. Because if you think back through the last five, six, seven, however many big matches (coughs) John... Excuse me. Oh, My toast repeating on me. Apologies for the podcast listeners there. Future Kev's probably not editing that out. But, yeah, toast. Yeah, John Cena's lost every big match he's had since Survivor Series. So, I guess he has to beat Triple H here. Kanga is a good point. Is Cena in the Rumble? What, so you see Triple H beating Cena and then Cena winning the Rumble? (laughs) <laughs> that would be in fact Ben's saying the same thing I imagine Cena has to be in the Rumble presumably everyone's going to be in the Rumble it's a 50 man Rumble everyone apart from Brock Lesnar is going to be in that Surely, because Brock Lesnar doesn't even mourn Bruno Sammartino at the start of Raw the other day I think John Cena wins because I think he needs the win Triple H doesn't um I know you like I know we all say Triple H likes his shovel but isn't there the statistic that Triple H has lost more WrestleMania matches than anybody else in history doesn't he hold the record isn't it like 12 WrestleMania defeats that Triple H has now he's lost more times at WrestleMania than he's won so as much as we all like to say that Triple H likes his shovel he's certainly not afraid of putting people over when the time is right and I think the time is absolutely right to put John Cena over here because he needs to start being rebuilt if we're going to have any kind of big John Cena match. Or, presumably, in the next year or two, you've got to have him break the record for world titles. And he's certainly not world title level at the moment because of how many times he's lost recently. Oh, there you go. Ben says Triple H has lost 13 times at WrestleMania now. So, yeah, Triple H will put John Cena over here, I think. The Undertaker versus Rusev. Obviously, Undertaker wins. It's a casket match, for goodness sake. This is just... Rusev having a... I mean, Undertaker handpicks his opponents from what I understand. So it's a nice little little pat on the head and a well done to Rusev for getting himself over over the last few months. But he'll lose in three minutes and The Undertaker will limp out of the arena again, and it will be very similar to the John Cena match at WrestleMania, but will end with Rusev in a casket, rather than lying on his back on the floor of the ring. And then lastly, we have the historic first ever 50-man greatest Royal Rumble match, which is how it's phrased on the WWE website. I mean, you can toss a coin for this, can't you? The obvious one is Daniel Bryan. If you want to send the... If you want to have an absolutely hot, super hot, excited crowd, what better way to end the Saudi Arabia show than to have Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring with an arena full of people doing yes chants? That seems like the obvious one and um, but then they could swerve it with any of the people who who are going to be added to it braun Strowman's a good shout i've just seen from ben in the chat so braun Strowman's a good shout as well he would be the other obvious one they're the two most over men in the company so you would think brian or Strowman are good shouts but then could it be someone could it be someone it's good. the first man that came to my head was great Carly because i know he's in it Um, But could you have Rey Mysterio going fairly deep? Who else? Chris Jericho? Why does Jericho come back if not... I mean, Chris Jericho, we don't know how he's viewed by the WWE audience at the moment, but the last time we saw Chris Jericho wrestle, he had one of the matches of his career. A massive match, headlining the Tokyo Dome, or joint headlining. So you you could make an argument that Chris Jericho is worth it. But, I don't know, I don't think Chris Jericho needs to go win that. I... I think I think Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is the obvious one. As a reserve, I would say Braun Strowman. And I think I'm allowed a reserve because there's 50 men in it. And I think that makes it fair. Um, so I've had a little look through. We've kind of had a look at people's predictions from the chat as we we're going Kangas saying mojo. Do we have any other wildcard predictions for winning the greatest ever Royal Rumble no, the first ever greatest Royal Rumble, not the greatest ever, the first ever greatest, my mistake, um, or any other predictions for the rest of the card. I think it's really difficult to make predictions. Will Burton, Durham saying the boogeyman. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in it because everyone who's ever wrestled for WWE is going to be in it, presumably. Sophie's saying Strowman. I think, I think you could probably toss a coin between Braun Strowman and Daniel Bryan. And I think everyone's going to be happy with either of them. And I think that has to be the big aim of the show, to have this big feel-good moment at the end, send everyone home happy. I think the big ma- the Royal Rumble match will headline, presumably, which then which makes me think even more that you're not going to have Roman win the title. That's going to be a big indicator. If the Royal Rumble match goes on before Roman, then that tells me Roman Reigns is winning. Because if, if that match goes on last, that's surely only to coronate the new champion. And try and have that big moment at the end. But if the 50-man Royal Rumble match goes on last. And that's how the card looks on the WWE website at the moment. I know you often don't read anything into that. Because they just randomise the card on the day more often than not. But I would say Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble match. And then goes and faces Big Cass in two weeks. Which is ridiculous. Um... Right, we are going to wrap things up there. Thank you very much to everyone who joined in the chat live. Um, keep an eye on my Twitter if you are watching this on the replay or uh, list, or you listen to the podcast version if you want to join in live and get involved in the chat keep an eye on my Twitter tweets do go out letting you know when I'm live doing these so you can jump into the chat for future episodes I don't like I said at the start I don't know when my review of The Greatest Royal Rumble will be out hopefully at some point tomorrow I just don't know when at some point tomorrow because I'm pretty much out of the house solidly from about 3 o'clock today so I don't know when I'm going to watch it and I don't know when I'm going to review it but I'll endeavour. Ever to get both of those done as soon as possible. If you can find it in your heart to head over to iTunes and give us that five-star review and rating, that would be massively appreciated. The more of them we get early on in the podcast, the more likely we are to hit new and noteworthy. If we hit new and noteworthy, that's where you get the hundreds and the thousands of new listeners from, which would be very, very, very cool. So if you don't mind doing that, the link to that's down in the description. Otherwise, make sure you pop a like on here on your way out, subscribe to the channel and all that good stuff as usual. And toodle pip everybody. I'll see you when Roman Reigns is champion, because I might have changed my mind.